I'm spinning in circles and talking to myself. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. Welcome to a new spin on autism. Answers with host and international speaker and performer, Lynette Louise. Besides working on her doctorate in psychophysiology, Lynette has raised eight children, six adopted, and four of them falling somewhere on the autism spectrum. Laugh with her, cry with her, as she talks to both experts and parents and takes you through the often confusing, sometimes frustrating, sometimes overwhelming, but always fascinating world of autism. Hello and welcome. This is a new spin on autism. Actual Answers. I'm Lynette Louise, your story teacher host. Um, Before I get into chatting with my guest, remember here we boldly go where no one has gone before into answers. So I have got to come up with a question really quickly. And, 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 and stay to the very end of the show where we have stories from the road. Because I'm your story teacher host. And that's how we wrap it all together and make it make sense. Okay, okay, okay. The great guest giveaway comes just before that. And let's get started. Ah, so out there in the world, I don't know how privy you all were to the evolution of actors and acting and autism, but there was Autism the Musical, I think it was called. And uh, everybody was like wowed by this, which I thought was interesting because it wasn't a first time that someone had done that sort of thing. Just the first time that someone had drawn major national attention to it. It occurred to me that who I should talk to was Elisa Wolf of Actors for Autism. Uh, for a couple of reasons. One, because I know her and she's wonderful and I love her organization and I have sent people there so I, you know, clearly I'm supporting the cause. Um, and also because there's kind of two sides to this. Why do we bring actors um, and celebrities to get attention to something that should just by the very nature of its cause get attention? Um, how does that help us? And also because the actors and the acting is a part of the therapy, so it's kind of like two things under one roof. And maybe more, so maybe she can tell us all about that. So hi, thank you for being here. Hi, Lynette, how are you? I'm good. How was that big blah, 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 blah that I just did? <laughs> that was great. That was a great introduction. Good. Well, why don't you fill us in a little bit? Let's just start in an open-ended way. And you fill people in on your organization. Sure. Um, well, Actors for Autism has been around since 2005. Um, it started out of um, wanting to create programs that were new and innovative and different, things that people had not created before. I had previously worked for another nonprofit where I was director of program development. So my role was to go out into the community and identify typical programs that would include our kids. So that was kind of my my background and where I come from. And someone had said, well, what about an acting class? Because their son had taken a class and and they saw tremendous improvement um, in a lot of areas. And so that's kind of the first program that we had started was the acting program. And since then, it's, you know, flourished into chapters in other states, um, a vocational training program, summer camp, social skills. So it's really kind of grown from that initial concept. Which is awesome, and I really love the program. And I like what um, putting autistic children behind cameras and working with the arts and on the stage does for them. And we're going to get into that in a second, but... Um, just in the history of this, because it's always good to name drop, uh, <laughs> and, also be, and also because um, 
just this bringing celebrity to it, it's kind of the thing that you do that's a little bit of a different twist. So it's actors for autism, not acting for autism, which means that actors have been involved in different ways in different capacities um, as you've evolved, as you've you know run the organization. And now originally, or maybe not originally, you tell us the story. Was Joey Travolta involved in this at some point? He he was, and actually that was never the intention in the very beginning was to have actors involved. Um, when I mentioned that mom had met, you know, talked about this acting class that her son had taken, I happened to get the newspaper sometime that week, and there was an article about Joey Travolta opening up an acting studio um, close by. And it mentioned somewhere in the article that he had been a special ed teacher way back. So I thought, well, maybe he might be open to providing a, a class for our, our kids. So um, that's when I had contacted him and made the connection. And, you know, we had gotten so much press and so much exposure and calls from all over the world that we realized that we were limiting ourselves by just having the one acting class that we really needed to create an organization that would um, provide a variety of programs for, for people on the autistic spectrum. Okay, so do you think that you got all the attention because there was a name, a Travolta name attached to it, or did you get the attention because it was um, new and special and a different idea to, to involve autistic kids uh, in acting? Like, wh what do you think was drawing that attention? Well, I would hope that it was because it was a great program, but of course um, there were definitely contacts that were made because of the celebrity name that did open doors. Okay, and so, so and and I think that's good. Like I think that we spend a lot of time sometimes um, grappling with this whole, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to name drop, I don't want to use the, you know, that. But I think we should take advantage fully of other people's celebrity and get them to embrace our cause and get them on board. Do you not? Oh, absolutely. I mean it. It did open a lot of doors, and, um, you know, Joey did contact his friends who came on board and, and became part of our advisory board. And so it was nice to see that so many celebrities were willing to be a part of the cause and, and wanted to help. You know, I've always kind of been in a place where I really appreciate their support and everything they do for us, and so I try not to... Um, to use them too much because I know they are busy and they are professionals. So we really try to call on them just for special events or things that um, we're putting together. So here's what I think. I think that we are giving them a great gift, and I'm sure you agree with me, that giving them the opportunity to work with this amazing population of kids um, and to even be touched by it a little bit really opens them up. But not only that, but then they take that to their work and they take that to their, uh, you know, to the world. Whatever we do to change the celebrity world will then change their presentation in the world, which come back to the average man. So I like the full circle effect. I mean, I think it's cool. So now I want you to drop a bunch of names, and then I'm going to tell everybody <laughs> to stick around and do that middle of the show plug. And then we're going to talk about what you think um, acting and, and being in the arts does for these kids. So, all right, let's see if we can get through all that. First, 
drop some names. How many? Who who all have you worked with that that's really you know come along and helped the kids? Oh gosh, um, Joe Montagna, um, Zoe Zaldana, yeah, John Schneider. Um, there's there's just so many over the years that have um, you know stepped forward. And what's really great is they've come through and really helped the students. You know, they've opened doors for them to pursue their passions. So there's just so many. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what we want to say. Okay, you are listening to A New Spin on Autism Answers. I'm Lynette Louise, your story teacher host, and today we are talking about Actors for Autism with, with the executive director of Actors for Autism. And uh, don't forget to stay around for OK, 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 the great guest giveaway and stories from the road. Oh, I love acting like a DJ, just jabber, jabber, jabber. Okay, so let's do this. Let's talk about it a little bit. What have you seen? Well, first of all, I want people to know that um, that you've made a few films, and I really love the one with, and I can't say his last name, Brad Copen. How do you say Kopenick. that? Copenick, yes. Brad yes. Kopenick. That is a wonderful film. Is there a way that people can see it? Um, you know, it's been shown all over the world now at different film festivals, and you can actually um, purchase it online, kidswithcameras.com. And uh, you can also purchase it from our website, which is actorsforautism.org. Okay, because so, it's, it's a wonderful film. I really loved that one. Um, all right, so there's that. And then what have you seen? Let's just, let's just pick. I like to work with stories so people get a tangible sense instead of us talking in vague, you know, generalities like actors are great and isn't it wonderful and what we do in the world. But a couple of stories of kids that you've seen really benefit. You don't have to drop names if it's private, but, you know, just let people get a sense of what you guys can do for somebody. Well, you know, the, the implications or the impact just vary from, from child to, to child. But there's um, one in particular that stands out. We had a girl who um, was selective mute, who the parents had come to us and said for some reason she had just stopped talking and she had always loved acting and wanted her to start our program. And um, during the course of her time with us, she started to talk again and not only talk but sing and perform. And it was truly amazing to see her come out of her shell like that again. So... Um, we yeah, were just floored. We were surprised. Yeah, that's pretty. So good. You know what I like? I like when I when I've been there, and I go in the room, and everybody like there's very many aspects to this. You know, it's not just okay. Here, here's a script memorized to go up on stage because of course all the parents are going. My kid's not going to do that. <laughs> but yeah. I've gone in and I've I've seen things at work, and I remember this one time. Um, it, there's often karaoke going on, and the kids were on the stage, and there was this one boy that every time he was supposed to do karaoke, he just did this Mexican dance, and he was, I just, I have, it, you know, sometimes kids just really leave an impression, and he was just so happy to get up and do a Mexican dance to no matter what the music was, it could be like a ballad, right? Mm-hmm. And it was just really, really cute and so accepting. And all the kids able to do their own thing. And then I've seen some of the end result after a camp that you've done. It's been, um, it's been pretty amazing, actually, to see a whole. I watched your Halloween one that you did with one of the guys I sent, and with all the green screen effects and. 
I mean, it's it's really kind of amazing what the kids pull off in such a short amount of time. Right, and it's nothing is, is scripted, so they come up with the script themselves. You know, we could always, you know, hand them something and say, you have to learn this, and but there's no motivation for that. So we really love to have them come up with what they're passionate about, and we find that they're more apt to rehearse and be an active participant in their project. So what's your favorite thing about this organization? Like, what is it you love the most about it? Gosh, you know, I always love being in with the kids. So I used to be more hands-on with the kids when, you know, it first started in certain programs. Um, but now, of course, we have uh, other staff members. and But that's always my favorite, you know, is being with them, seeing them have a good time, and just feel like they found a place where they feel, inc- you know, included and accepted, and they're free to be themselves. And your motivation is a personal one. You know, my older son was diagnosed at an early age, and um, we had, um, you know, it was a long road. It was a long journey. I was a young mom, so I wasn't really sure what to do. I'd never heard of what, you know, autism before. Um, and he's, you know, now he's an adult. We've overcome a lot of challenges, and he's doing really well. So, you know, that's always the hope for all of us is that our kids will grow up to be functional and independent. And do you think he was benefited at all by this program, or was it two separate worlds? I see that often where we, uh, you know, sometimes the the parent is involved in something with autism but keeps their child separate from their particular thing. So how did you do that? Well, in the beginning he was heavily involved, and he, he absolutely loved it. And I think, you know, as our kids, all our kids grow and change, they have other interests, and so he's developed other interests, but he still does come and volunteer and support, and, um, you know, he's very supportive of, of what, what we do, so. Right, so then you're you're uh, coming from experience, not just uh, jumping on uh, being on a nonprofit, but actually coming from it as a mom. I always like that the best. Um, okay, so tell me, if you were to give a little pitch to the world for what you think uh, they should know or what special... A uh, tidbit of information or advice or what you would like to share the most, what would it be? I think the most important thing is to allow your kids to explore different things, to see what connects with them, and to never give up. Always start, always try to involve them in different activities, whether it's acting or something else that they're interested in. But it's never too late to work on any of their skills. And you mentioned that you do social programs as well. So do you see working with acting as something that develops social skills, or how did that evolve to have a social program? Well, the acting program um, was great, but we realized that so it did help socially, and so it kind of evolved into a social skills curriculum. So in our social skills program, we do use acting as a therapeutic tool to address social and communication skills. So the students all have goals that we work on through the course of the program. And, you know, we've really seen a difference and an impact, even if they're coming to us as an 8-year-old or they're coming to us as an adult. A lot of them have really blossomed, and um, it's been a really successful program for us. That's cool. And you've had some recent changes, right? 
we did. We just opened up um, two more offices. So we have uh, our main office in Sherman Oaks. We have an office in Glendale and one in Beverly Hills. Wow, that's good. So you're growing. Yes. And, of course, we have our Atlanta chapter, and we're looking at developing more chapters in other states. Okay. And if somebody's, do you still do camps? Or, like, if, if somebody from far away is interested, can they still come, or have you changed that? No, we, we did not do camps last year because of our move, but we're looking at providing summer camps again in 2013. Oh, wonderful. So if, where should they go? What, you know, if people want to check you out and look at your work and maybe send their children or find out about it, where should they go? Um, they can just click on our website, actorsforautism.org, and they can just navigate through there, and there's information about all of our programs and where they're held at the different locations. Cool. And tell me, what was the most benefit your son got from his uh, time when he was involved with it? Just one thing. I know it's hard, huh? <laughs> but just one thing. Well, because there's so many, but you know, I know. <laughs> he went from being in our program to being in a regular Shakespeare program with typical kids wow. and performed at the Thousand Up Civic Arts Center. So that was oh my really amazing. I don't think he would have ever been able to do that had he not started out in this program. Oh, how exciting. Yeah. You have a, a play that goes around to schools, do you not? We do. Um, we had a contract with LA Unified, I mean, we still do, um, that provides programs uh, for students. And it's not limited to just LA Unified. We would go out to any school, and we do various um, film and animation programs for them as well. Oh, so like, let's say a school wanted uh, to have you come in and work with their population. Would you do that, or do you just bring your uh, students in to show what you've accomplished? No, we would create a, a program for them based on their interests and their needs, and we would bring our instructors to their school, whether it's a workshop or a one-week camp. It's really you know, tailored to their needs. That's really awesome. And should they as well, like if uh, we have some professionals who are interested, should they go to the same website to get a hold of you? Yes, definitely. They can go to okay. the website. Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. <laughs> I think that's really awesome. Uh, so come on, professionals, I want you to call her up. I want you to email her, you know, get, your, get them out there because I've seen some of what this does and it's really, it's really a fun and exciting program. And I have to say, you guys are so accepting. I'm really, really fussy about who I promote and connect to and tell people they can send their kids. And uh, you're very accepting. It's really cool, and I really appreciate that you're there. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, Thanks for being on. Is there anything that you really want everybody to know before we say goodbye? I just want to let everybody know that we will have the summer camp information up February 1st and to check our website frequently and our Facebook page because we do have some upcoming new programs we have not um, done before. Okay, cool. Excellent. And if they go there, they may not run into a celebrity that they see from TV, but all of the kids there are celebrity-like, trust me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate it. Great. Thanks for having me. Okay. Bye, Alyssa. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
Okay, 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 okay. It is time for the great guest giveaway. But before I tell you who that is, I have to mention that, you know, normally I would have told you what today's question is by now, but I didn't know what it was. I had a question about the question. I was kind of fumbling my way through the last interview, wondering what is the theme of the day? What's our question? We've already done arts and creativity. And and then I thought, given who we're going to talk to now, that maybe what we should be asking is, does the inside become the outside? And does the outside become the inside? And what's more important? And what I mean by that, just to clarify, because it was very confusing, is, you know, there's a lot of people, when I go into homes, uh, there's a lot of people that are attacking it, uh, autism, and you're head on and really trying to make a difference and, and going after it biomedically and going after it with uh, supplements, herbs, and chelation and all these different things. And I am not dissing none of that. But I can tell you that in my life experience, it's always the most powerful to go after the brain, the behavior, the environment, because when the outside's doing really well and the teaching and everything in the surrounding area does really well, it becomes the inside. And, you know, vice versa, because some things I can't heal just by changing all of that, and the inside becomes the outside, and the kid has sensory overload stuff. So this is a fun thing to play with, especially given uh, my guest, name of our company. The name of our company is really, really interesting to me. And um, I've actually already had her do a great guest giveaway, but we had sound problems. So she's so wonderful. She's willing to do it again. And I'm going to ask her to go through the name of Buffers and Breakthroughs all over again, because this is Jenna Jake from Buffers and Breakthroughs. Thank you for coming back. Oh, it's my pleasure. I had such a great time the first time. I would love to come back anytime. Okay, let's have more fun this time. <laughs> At least let's theme it a little bit. So uh, let's start by having you tell everybody a little bit about what the heck Buffers and Breakthroughs is. Buffers and Breakthroughs is a coping program um, specifically designed for caregivers of a special needs diagnosis like autism, but it doesn't have to be autism. And the idea is to use the acronym Buffers, and each letter in the acronym Buffers stands for something, you know, as a way for people to literally buffer themselves from the daily struggles of living with a chronic condition and being a caregiver of a chronic condition. Which I find very interesting. I like the word buffer. It sort of sounds like, you know, you've got a nice soft cushion <laughs> to land on and bounce back up with. So, okay, so let's go for the acronym. Okay, so the first B is for boundaries, balance, and breaks. U is for unearth new territory, which is to constantly be working on something new and you know to do something new either for yourself or for the person that you're caring for, which creates hope and a sense of fun. F is for find something bigger than yourself, which is about having a sense of faith or a sense of gratitude or you know, spirituality or religion or whatever it is that people realize that it's not just you know about them and what's going on in their situation, but it's about a bigger, more cosmic kind of connection. And the other F is friends and family, and that's for, you know, finding your support system and evaluating your relationships and and making sure that everything's working for you. E is for evolve, which is about the diagnosis, and it's not about fighting the diagnosis, but embracing it on your own terms. What do you mean on your own terms? So, like, for instance, my daughter has autism. 
So it's very exhausting to constantly be fighting autism, but when you can use the preceding buffers and you get to a point where you can evolve and let it, um, you can embrace it on your own terms. So, for instance, I've decided to start buffers and breakthroughs. So this is my way of embracing autism on my terms and doing something that, taking something that I love and involving autism in that process. So I'm pairing the autism with something that I love. Oh, can I share something before you get to the R? (laughs) um, For me, uh, you know, there's many answers that I could give to that and how I've embraced it and what it's done. But I think one of the big ones was when I noticed that my most challenged son was sort of like um, a slowed down, magnified version of our struggles. So, for example, if he has um, a problem with sound, he doesn't really now, but there was a time when, when too much noise and he would have a difficulty. And so when he would have that problem with sound and you think, oh, he's having a sensory overload and the poor thing, but if you recognize that it's a magnified version of yourself, then you stop and go, wait a minute, I also was starting to get on edge from this environment we were in or from the people who are fighting over there or from the, and I also was being affected I've just learned to cover it up and to push it down and to sort of process it differently and handle it differently and I started seeing him almost as a looking glass but a magnified version of myself so that everything that he had instead of fighting it I used it as a signal for the whole family and go, oh, well, we're all probably being affected by this and shifted us all. And we, we all benefited, truly benefited, not just like the nicey nice words, but benefited from his disability because we used him sort of as a litmus test. Right. <laughs> it was really neat. And, and it's really proved to be true for a long period of time. And that's time. exactly what I'm saying, that you took something and you were able to embrace it on your own terms and, and make meaning of it. And that's what Evolve is about. That's cool. Okay, go on. I love this. R is for remember them. That, you know, from, like my child lives with autism. And I may have gotten a break while she was in school, but she never, she didn't get a break from autism today. She never gets a break. I mean, she can go to Disney World, but autism is going to follow her. And it's about remembering what's going on with, with them. And, and even sometimes... We find ourselves in situations, and if we take a step to remember them, we realize that it's not them, it's us. For example, my daughter was at um, our house of worship, and she was with the other children, and you know she was, like, she was like jumping up and down and making them look strange noises, and the kids were whispering, and I felt bad for her, and I left the room because I, I was just very upset, and then I realized, you know, what am I doing out in the hall feeling sorry for myself? She's in there having a great time, and I'm missing this. This is not about me. This is about her, and she's fine with it. So, you know, she didn't realize what was happening. So I have to remember, you know, remember them. Remember what they're going through, what life's like for them. You know, maybe they're acting up because they're not feeling well. So Yeah, and and even on, on the flip side of that, remember them when, for example, there's, you know, a lot of people go on about they think it's so mean if they hear somebody say that they're retarded or autistic or use a certain kind of word. Uh, that that is so offensive, and it's really us taking offense that creates their offense and hurt in 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 
actual fact or the tone that it's delivered with. So if we remember that they only know what we teach them to know, um, and that's true of all our kids, then we're able to go, okay, this is to separate the difference between our feelings and their feelings and our, our take on it and their take on it and, and use it actually wisely. That's true. It's true. And then, you know, remember them as how is, you know, autism or whatever, epilepsy or cancer or whatever it is that a person is dealing with, how is that a gift in my life? What lessons have I learned? How am I a better person? How has this made me the most wonderful version of myself? Right. Right. Because they magnified it. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Is there an S to this? There is. There's an S. It's sense of humor. And it's about... Oh, and I just laughed. I win. I do. I buffer well. <laughs> you, do. you are so buffered. And you just oh, I'm such a buffer. <laughs> and, you know, if you don't have a sense of humor in these situations, you, you know, please get one right now. <laughs> and about taking situations that might be frustrating and making them fascinating. And how can I find this funny? And where's the humor in this? And, you know, it's about digging a little deeper to have a better quality of life and having a life, a more conscious life and a life that you've created and not something that's just happened to you. Yeah, so that's no, what I the like program it. really entails and, and it enables somebody to break through to live the life that they've always wanted to live. And, and so, so you, 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 fi- you came up with this acronym to help yourself and then just to help how, myself. How to explain that to me. Well, because I, you know, I got to a point where autism was beating me down and I said to myself, how am I going to live the rest of my life, whether it's the next, you know, 50 years or 60 years, and then, you know, it's game over. So how am I going to live and not let this beat me for the rest of my life? Because this just, there can't be, this can't be it. It has to be more. And then I need a buffer. I need a buffer from the daily struggles of, of dealing with this situation. And I went, oh, my gosh, I'm going to create a buffer. I'm going to make the buffer because there needs to be one. And, you know, parents need a way to cope and a, a daily coping guide. And that's what this program can be used as. It can be used as a daily coping guide, or you can use the acronym in a qu- as a quick checklist in a crisis situation, or you can use it as a roadmap to pers- your personal success. So it's, there's three ways that you can use this, and I would recommend people using all three. I think that's really cool. I mean, the, the truth is that the gift that our kids give us is that we all of a sudden find ourselves being cognizant and intentional um, about our own actions and how we walk in the world, then we might have been able to be invisible um, or see our, not see our, I don't think I said that well. Let me do that again. We might have been able to walk through the world and not really pay attention to ourselves and not really notice why we're sad here and happy there and um, angry here. And, you know, and then along come these kids that are so challenged that, that we have to, teach to it and help with it and we're constantly going okay what's going on with my child what's going on with me what's going on with my child what's going on with me and that made me a better person it's true it's almost like the gift knows exactly where you need healing where the the caregiver needs healing and it attaches to those places and it's a vehicle to help caregivers heal if they have the courage to be happy if they're courageous enough to do it okay so let's talk about inside outside um and we can take that anywhere we could go oh what's more important uh, you know food or stress and, and but actually now that we're talking i think the way that i'd like to look at that is is this is about the caregiver so what changed about your outside 
when you changed your inside. Oh, wow. You know what? I became just more of a vibrant person and had more energy, so I'm, I'm more on a mission, so I'm I'm going to be up at 5 in the morning, and I want to get you know more done in a day, and I, you know, I look better because I'm focusing more on my working out and my eating because I feel better, and I, I'm motivated to do those things. So I'll say that. That's cool. And what ha- what changed on your daughter's outside when you changed your inside? Well, I think my daughter, like you said before, that your son was a, a barometer. My daughter, too. She sees that I'm more in sync, and, and I think I treat her, you know, differently because now I constantly use my buffers program. And so the stress in our house has gone down a lot, and she has noticed that, and she's calmer. You know what I used to it's so funny when I was first kind of grappling with all this I, and I noticed that you know my kids were like they would magnify or grab onto whatever I did, so if I was even the the slightest uh impatient, then all of a sudden they were more impatient, and if I was cranky and angry, they were more cranky and angry, and it was like they were this huge reflection back to me of everything that I was, and I found myself going. Don't I get to be unhappy? Don't I get to be angry? Don't I get to have a bad day? And I remember one time hearing myself and thinking, now why would I want any of that? That's true. And I don't think I'd have noticed without them. But of course I don't want a bad day and I don't want to be cranky or angry or sad. So, you know, having them there throwing it back at me really quickly and then me changing it uh, meant that I also could throw happiness and they gave me happiness back and love and they gave me love back. And what a learning. Right. And they teach, they teach a lot of lessons. They're, they're the most wonderful spiritual teachers. Oh, so awesome. Okay, so what are you going to give away to people? Because this is the okay, 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 great guest giveaway. So you got to give something away. Okay, so when my workshop comes to a city near you or online, then I will give away a seat to the workshop. Woohoo! A seat to the buffers and breakthroughs, because we all need a buffer and a breakthrough uh, workshop. That would be awesome. And how would they? Actually, you know what? Email me, folks. You know what I found out is that um, some people have been emailing me fan mail and appreciation email. It's been all good, and I really am so happy to have he- heard it. But guess what? I never got any of those because you've been sending them to the webtalkradio.net and they nuke them. So I just found out that that's been happening. I apologize. I would have answered you. I answer everybody. Please email mom number four evermore at juno, J U N O dot com. And you can go to my website to find that, lynettelouise.com or brainbody.net. There's lots of ways to find me. Just Google me. You can find me. But don't send it to Web Talk Radio if you want to send me a communication. I'm also on Facebook and Twitter and all that. And if you want to get this Buffers and Breakthroughs free seat to a webinar, well, it'll either be a webinar or a live um, workshop, depending on who asks for it and where it's at, uh, please email me and then put in the subject line, Buffers and Breakthroughs, first person to send that gets. Um, that's really wonderful. This is Jenna Jake, by the way. I didn't say your name, did I? I don't know. Well, let's say it. You say it loud and clear so they all know who you are. Jenna Jake, Buffers and Breakthroughs. All right. 
And is there, just before we go, is there anything that you feel would be a wonderful tip beyond your beautiful acronym, which is itself a great tip, that you want to leave people with or a thought? Sure. Um, I have the, the quote on my website. The slogan on my website is uh, Buffers and Breakthroughs, Turning the Unfair into the Unstoppable. And there's a quote that says, as people, we have the power to do two extraordinary things, make an ordinary moment special and change the unfair to fair. So mm-hmm. I hope that everybody decides to, you know, make an, take an ordinary moment and make it into a special moment this week. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Well, let's not even say anything. Let's just say goodbye because that was great. Okay. All right. Thank you. And, and people can visit me at www.buffersandbreakthroughs.com. Oh, thank you so much. I, I think we said it, but just thank you for saying it again, just in case. Yes, Buffers and Breakthroughs. I love it. Okay, thanks, Jenna. Thank you, Annette. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. I love this show. I love the fact that we ended up with the question midway, and I had no idea what I was going to ask. <laughs> and I think we're, we're getting to an answer. And so now my mind is scurrying because now it is time for Stories from the road. Okay, I think I am going to take this one, um, the outside, inside, inside, outside story, to a boy that I work with. I work with him kind of locally, actually, and uh, he's wonderful. I adore him. I love him. I've known him for mm, five years now. And he's developing nicely and, and changing nicely. He's had a, a bunch of difficulties. Uh, he was coming along really well and began to talk and communicate and interact and be excited when I'd come over to visit. And I see him whenever I'm in town. And things were going swimmingly, but then he got hit by Tourette's. And um, that's a common, or 6% of the kids get Tourette's, especially the boys. And so, you know, you hit 8, 9, 10, and all of a sudden you're, twic- you're t- twitching and ticking and, and having these OCD outbursts and this really cute, adorable boy that you worked so hard to get to a certain place starts to disappear yet again because he started out normal and he got a seizure after a, coincidentally, quote-unquote, after a uh, vaccine and then, you know, they lost all his skills and we got them back and then he got Tourette's. And then, so he's like a yo-yo. Um, but, but, you know, we're, we've made great headway with him. I say it, though, in a qualifying way because in this case there's been all kinds of uh, chelation happening and for years and years. And so my take on it is that he's constantly not, not only going through the healing that we're bringing him through with the neurotherapy and the environmental changing and, and addressing all of that, but his body and his brain are constantly recuperating from the sucking out of the minerals and then the putting back the minerals and the sucking out of the minerals and the putting back the minerals. And I wonder often if we're creating a kind of addiction in that cycle. I shouldn't say we because I'm not a part of that. There's just something that's happening for this boy. But is there an addiction to that going on? Are we, are we taking what's inside him and yanking it out and then putting something new in? And I'm taking what's inside him and yanking it out and putting something new in. Almost to the point where the body can't do it itself. 
It's a question I haven't really seen raised or read about. You know, people talk about many aspects to this, but I really haven't seen that particular thing studied. And I think it's one we should consider. Not only consider it when we're talking about um, meds or chelation or um, any therapy, really, but, but also in how we treat our children and how we are with them. I will tell you that this particular child is the one that is getting better the slowest of all the kids I work with. It's a little heartbreaking for me because I've been very much involved with him. And every single one of the kids I work with gets better. However, he is doing it the slowest. He is also the only one doing this particular cycle of chelation, replenishment, chelation, replenishment for such a long period of time. I share that with you because I want you to know about it, but I also think that we should be cognizant that once we commit to a therapy, there is a point where you got to ask yourself, is it really worth it? And very, very often we get so inside our own environment and our own choices that that's really hard to do because the only child in this house is this child. I was blessed. I had four. I could see uh, differently because I was able to compare one to another in their different stages and stuff. But when you only have one child, if you see any progress, you think you're doing well. Sometimes, though, I think you need to raise the bar and expect much, much more progress and look around and say, is my child getting better at the right rate? And if not, take another look at what you've got going on inside your home that's making a difference for what's coming outside of him in his behavior, in your behavior, and in the way you feel. There's one more thing in this story. This little guy, I just would love to just, you know, oh, squeeze him. He's just gorgeous. He's just a gorgeous guy. He's not so little anymore. He's taller than me now. But um, there has been a kind of thing going on in the home, and, and this, this also happens to many, many, many people, but in different levels. So I want to talk about it a little. And it's a kind of getting attention for the fact that the child is so needy. So the caregiver is getting attention for the fact that the child is so needy. And that is hard to let go of. There's a lot of perks. There's a lot of money that comes from different services, a lot of attention that comes from different people, and a lot of commiserating about the difficulties. So when I look at what I want to see come on the outside, it's not just a Pollyanna attitude, but it's a way of letting go of the role of martyrdom, pain, sickness. It's a way of saying, if I see this as beautiful, then perhaps it can be. I'm Lynette Louise, your story teacher host. This is a new spin on autism answers. Thank you for being here. I really don't like it when I'm talking to myself. Thank you for joining the show today. Lynette is the author of the refreshingly honest and at times hilarious new book, Miracles Are Made, A Real-Life Guide to Autism. You can purchase this and other materials by looking on the webtalkradio.net website and clicking on the covers. You can also click through to her Facebook page and check out any show you may have missed by looking in the archives. We'll see you soon for another edition of a new spin on autism. Answers. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. Spinning in circles and talking to myself.
I can tell. 